everybody. Good evening. Good afternoon. Um, I am so, so excited. My name is Joshua Miller, and I am your host for Coach's Corner. This is episode one, and I am super excited to have everybody here listening, my friends, family, connections, clients, uh, coaches. Um, today is going to be a very, very special first episode for um, for me, but really for all of you. And before we jump into everything, I want to say a few things. First and foremost, um, what this platform, uh, this this Coach's Corner, why I created it, and, and really what it's about and who it's for. Coach's Corner is about taking conversations, okay, head conversations to the heart. It's for emerging leaders. It's for you. And I want to be really clear because when I talk about emerging leaders, or I talk about leadership, I think everybody, I see everybody as a leader, okay? So no matter where you work, what title you have, or how much money you make, if you're getting up every day and you are putting yourself at service or sacrificing and making a commitment to something or someone other than yourself, then to me, you are leading, you are demonstrating leadership. And that is an important quality and skill. And this program, Coach's Corner is all about giving you the conversation, the confidence, the skills that you're going to need to live a powerful, happy, and successful life. So I ask all my guests that come on the show two things. One, be yourself. And the second is be of value, right? Really be of value. So what you're going to find is that the guests that come on the show and the topics that we have are really for you by you. Because in fact, I asked around 657 people who uh, graciously wrote in and said, hey, here are the topics that um, we would like to know or hear about. And um, leading from the heart was uh, was number one. It, it was resounding in number one. And so I am very, very excited because <clears throat> we have somebody on the show today. This gentleman is, um, he doesn't really need an introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. It's uh, Dov Barron. He is a friend. He is a colleague. Um, he is somebody who is an international best-selling author, speaker. Um, he has written multiple books. He is also somebody who um, is has, I should say, the number one podcast for Fortune uh, 500. And I really couldn't be uh, more proud to call him a, uh, a friend. And um, so without further ado, I want to bring on good friend Dov. Dov, how are you? Hey, Josh. I'm great, mate. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be on your first show. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to have you. I mean, this is uh, we've been talking about <clears throat> having you on the show for a while. So um, yep. welcome, welcome, welcome. And thank you for taking time out of your incredible busy schedule so that you could be here and um, really help everybody, um, you know, explain a little bit more about what leading from the heart uh, looks like. So um, why don't you tell, tell the viewers a little bit about, you know, who you are, what you do, and, um, and then we can jump right into what it means to actually lead from the heart. Because I think ultimately a lot of people get confused um, when they hear about heart leadership and what that means. I think it's, uh, it can be a kind of confusing to people. So why don't we tell a little bit, little bit about who you are and, and we'll jump right into it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you introduced me. So 
people obviously know the basics. Um, on th I work on three levels. One is that I work privately one-on-one -on -one with very high-level individuals who are CEOs, top-level entrepreneurs, entertainers, athletes, and high-level coaches, those kinds of people. Um, in a one-year program, they're committed to work with me for a year. That is, uh, I wear pointy shoes, uh, <laughs> as my clients say, so they fit in your ass. Um, so that's one. Uh, secondly, I work with companies and organizations in helping them to work with their executive team and build a what, what we would refer to as a purpose-focused uh, culture. Yeah. And then I speak internationally, as you said, and I write and I do the podcast and all those things. You know, but really... What I'm, what I'm all about is bringing people back to a higher level of consciousness um, that in many ways starts with becoming aware of the mind, aware of the heart, so that you can raise your consciousness and really operate at your very best in everything that you do. And that's in a very human sense. And I think, you know, to answer your question about what is leading from the heart, leading from the heart, I'm going to use a different term, is sure. peeling off the mask. This is the thing, you know, you can't lead, quote, from the heart while wearing the mask. And most of us uh, were trained to wear a mask. We believe that that's what we have to do. We don't show our vulnerability. We don't open up. And we need to be raw because that's what creates loyalty. That's what fierce loyalty was all about. It creates loyalty. So we got to open up and, and let people in. So I get what you're saying, right? I do. And I think what, what I want the listeners to understand is that we talk about words like consciousness and opening up. Um, a lot of people would probably say, oh, that's being vulnerable or courageous. Is that accurate? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course, it's about being vulnerable, but understanding what vulnerability is, and I think that's where there's a lot of misconceptions. So, you know, it, it, the mind, human mind, likes to polarize. So what it is, is there's a stone wall. I'm not letting anybody in and keep everything, everybody and everything at distance because I'm the leader. I'm never going to let anybody see the chink in my armor. Right. And then they hear all this thing about vulnerability and think they got to go in and you know and weep on the table. No, no, hold on a second. That's not vulnerability. That that's emotional vomit. We don't want that either. <laughs> okay, right? that's not yeah. the option. So what we want is discernment around our, around how we are with people. And the discernment is to understand that we need to let people in. They need don't need to know all the gory details. The best example was when um, uh, Apple leader Tim Cook came out and said he was gay right he didn't tell you every gory detail of his bedroom activity right. that was that would not that would have no discernment so he was vulnerable in that he came out which was fantastic and he let people in and let them see more of his human side but he didn't go into the gory details because there's no need for that and i think that for a lot of leaders they think oh i've got to be either bricked off or i've got to let him see everything sure you no know, yeah you know, I, I, most people don't know your children's names josh that's yeah. okay they don't need to Right. Correct. But they can know you have kids. Okay. Right. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I love what you said is that there's this, there's a distinction and a polarity that, that or a, a dynamic rather, where people feel it's either all in or all out. Right. Yeah. And it set up this, um, it set up this dynamic, I guess, where, where leaders, at least leaders that I work with and I speak to and I coach, um, they struggle with this because they know that they need to go to the other direction. And at the same time, they're not really sure how to get there. Right. And this is why I think, you know, it's so critical to understand really what the concept of leading with heart means and why I wanted you on the show, because this is something I think we all struggle with, whether you're a leader in a corporation or you're leading your life in a relationship, a partnership, whatever it may be. We all know that vulnerability 
right? And, and connectivity and communication are critical skills. These are foundational, fundamental skills that anyone needs to have in order to connect with somebody else and to just be happy and successful. And, you know, I would love to know in your experience, right? Um, has there been a time where you actually maybe stepped too far outside the, uh, the, the vulnerability or the, the courage area or aspect? And, and what did it teach you? when you were learning? Because obviously, you know, you've mastered this at a point now in your career and your life, but you started somewhere, right? At some point you started understanding, wow, if I want to get here, I need to do this or more of this. So maybe it would help people understand that are just listening in, how do I even begin, right? And and I know you, you, you broke this down into five very kind of like uh, core mm -hmm. areas, um, which we can dive into, but I would love to hear a little bit more about Dov Barron and how you kind of went down this path. It's a great question. Thanks for asking. Um, because the, the first piece around it is what I just said, which is discernment. And, and you have to be discerning about what you share. See, a lot of people think authenticity and vulnerability are the same thing, and they are related, but they're not identical. And what I, what I mean by that is this. So just for a moment, I want you to understand that people think that being authentic is, is well, I'm just going to be me. Sure. No, no, no. Like it's it's not about just being you and therefore uncensored, and being vulnerable is not about sharing every every minor detail that nobody cares about, or doesn't want to know about, and for not to about. Right. So for me, where I went down that road and, and how I made that huge mistake was I thought it meant completely unfiltered. Uh, so I would be telling people, and I realized that suddenly, you know, there is something called being brutally honest. I yeah. have no desire to be brutal about anything. <laughs> Am I extremely direct? Yes. Yeah. Am I fierce? Yes. Am I ferocious? No. There's a difference. Yeah. Fierce is I will stand. I know the hill I'm willing to stand on to die. I know what I'm willing to fight for. But ferocious is just attacking. Yeah. I'm not interested in doing that. I can, I, as a coach and a leader, uh, I can build somebody up while guiding them. Right. So this is the thing for me, where I went too far down that road was I went, I went from being the nice guy and let me just be clear. Yeah. If you're a nice guy leader, you're an asshole. Just let me be clear. Well, let's, so let's people go, well, we, what do you mean? Yeah. We got to clean up the language, Dov. I love yeah, you. But what, <laughs> yeah, but, but people are going to go, no, hold on a sec, because it's important. Yeah. Why do you think, why do you, why would you say that? Yeah. Because listen, if you are. If you are being nice to people, yeah. you're looking to manipulate them. And you need to tell people the truth. You don't have to be brutal about it. You can be kind and you can be compassionate, and that's vitally important. Yeah. But being being nice, N-I-C-E, yeah. neurotic, insecure, controlling emotions is controlling other people's emotions, and it's manipulation. It's very different than being kind. So you want to be a kind, heart-centered, compassionate conscious leader that is vital to your need so yeah. this is how we really connect with people is we care but we're not willing to blow smoke up people's skirts well do, do you can you just repeat that acronym for a moment the nice acronym because i had never heard that before yeah. i like that say that again Neu neurotic yeah insecure controlling emotions nice wow and usually the, the 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 controlling of emotions is both our own and the person we've got in front of us yeah. so we manipulate and we want to stop doing that I don't want to manipulate. I want to be clear who I am, who you are, and let's find out how we can work together. Yeah. I mean, I love what you're saying. I think that uh, I, in my experience, a lot of people, including myself, struggle with that, right? For a variety of reasons, which we don't have enough time to get into. But I think that, you know, one of the things that's, 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 I, I think about vulnerability, like when you step on the gas of a car, that maybe it's not your car, right? 
and you push the gas down or let's just say the brake. And since you're not used to it, the sensitivity is different. So you're either going to press really hard and nothing's going to happen, or you're going to kind of find where you need to press down in order to kind of gauge yourself. And that's what I, I, I kind of equate to how to show up with heart as a leader, right? Because mm -hmm. we just don't know. Uh, one thing I will say, though, is that anyone who thinks that they're not going to get um, confronted or possibly hurt in, you know, in some way, um, it's very misleading because the only way you'll know if you're really stepping outside is, is if you do that, right? As if you actually show up and you're putting yourself out there in a way where people can actually see that heart. And I think that's a big part of it is that when we talk about leading with heart, it's not just a way of doing something. It's actually letting what's inside of you out so people can see who you are. That takes something, right? Well, I just, I just want to get really clear here so yeah. people understand. You know, we're going to go into here that the first, the, the first of the five points I want to make is you have to stay curious. You know, I sign off every one of my broadcasts, uh, whether it's a podcast or a video, whatever it is, with stay curious, my friend. Yeah. Stay curious. Because curiosity is the key to it. So you've got to come at things from a place of curiosity. But the curiosity, and this is what's important, it's not just curiosity about others. And it's to your point, Josh, what you're yeah. just saying here. It's curiosity about yourself. You don't know. Yeah. And, 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 and if you're not willing to bang against the sides, you're never going to find the outer edge. Yeah, and the thing is that sometimes you've got to push through the outer edge, and you've got to break through out of your own, out of your own comfort zone and get into there. So you've got to stay curious because that is the roots of all true compassion. We've got to be willing to step into finding true deep compassion because otherwise we try to do this this BS version of empathy, which yeah. is I should be empathetic here. Well, do you have empathy? No, but if you're curious, you can find compassion. Because sometimes you don't have a similar experience, but you can have a similar feeling. So you're talking to somebody who was, I'm just going to use a hard one, but who was raped. And if you've never been raped, you go, oh, well, I can't really have uh, empathy for that because I never was. I yeah. understand that. But can you have compassion? Yeah. Were you? Did you ever feel violated in some way? Did you ever feel powerless in some way? And the person goes, oh, yeah. Well, that's where your compassion comes from. You'll only find that through through being willing to be curious and de de really dive into the compassionate place. So the heart is first there. Is it? Would it be safe to say that um, in order to exercise the curiosity muscle, one has to be uh, empathetic, or no? I think that it's interesting because I think that. Um, the curiosity is what leads to real empathy. So uh, we know for sure that there are many people who lack a great deal of empathy and they lack a great deal of emotional intelligence because of it. Right. And when I work with somebody who has been trained to block that out, I want to train it back in. And one of the simplest ways to train it in is to be quiet and ask questions. So yeah. ask a question and then just shut up and listen. Yeah. Because people will reveal to you what they want you to know. They will actually, even if they're not aware that they want you to know. And so let me just give you this quick, simple example that I think is going to help everybody understand. Yeah. I want you to, in your mind right now, to picture two people. On one side of you over here, you've got a friend who you've known for, let's say, about five years. And this is a true, loyal, trusted friend. I mean, you absolutely could trust them with your life. And on the other side over here, you've got somebody you've known for about the same amount of time. So the two people you've known for about the same amount of time. Yeah. This person, however, is only an acquaintance. What is the difference between the two? The answer is 
reciprocal vulnerability. You have shared with them and they have shared with you. Yeah. Over here in this level of acquaintance, that's not happened. One of you has not fully shown up in curiosity. So when we show up in that curiosity, we can be vulnerable. When we show up in the curiosity, we may get a backlash and the person goes, I don't want to reveal anything. <laughs> and they, they automatically will slide away from being a friend to right. becoming an acquaintance. And you can look at that in, in the people who are loyal to you in the boardroom, the people who are loyal to you in your organization, the people who are loyal to you in your family and to your real friends. Yeah, It starts with curiosity. Curiosity gives us compassion and that gives us the strength and the courage to lead from the heart and yeah. be really courageous about being loving. Well, I, I have to say that this is, um, one of the things you just touched on I love is, you talked about the kind of the, the discerning between what is a friend or acquaintance. And I think a lot of people in general, um, they wanna lump everybody into just one circle of friends or one group. And I'm a big proponent, I talk about this in my book about doing relationship audits where you really take the time to look through the people in your circle, make sure they're in your corner and are surrounding yourself with the right people. You know, and I think that um, by being curious and, and I'm a big proponent of what you just said is, you know, let, let people talk, right? Study them. They will reveal everything that you need to know if you're quiet and you're present. And as a result, you'll be able to figure out very quickly where this person stacks up in your life. Are they, uh, an A, B, or C friend, or acquaintance, or client. Um, so I really, I love, I love what you just said. I think that that's, um, I think that's really, really powerful, and I hope people um, really get that because I think that's that's pretty powerful. So the the other one, you the next one you you you've talked about before is being fully emotionally engaged um, and being willing to love. Can you say a little bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, let's just look at engagement. We know we know where Ga uh, where the Gallup polls have shown that engagement is really terrible. But here's what people don't know, is that about 10 years ago, Gallup did exactly the same research, and they found that a disengagement was about 70%, so about 30% of workers were engaged. And then they spent just over, just over a billion dollars wow. on the our industry, spent a billion dollars on trying to get people engaged. And guess where the engagement went to? Where? Minus 74. So 74% of people were disengaged. So a billion dollars spent and disengagement has gone up. Why is disengagement gone up? Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of factors, of course, changing workforce, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. But what it comes down to is this, and the Gallup research backed this up, and what it comes down to is very simple, and that is called bosses from hell, according to Gallup. Not my words, their words. Yeah. Bosses from hell. So people are disengaged at work because – their leaders are disengaged. Sure. Leaders are disengaged. We So we're always looking at the workforce. How can we get them engaged? We don't look at ourselves. So engagement starts with us. How does it start with us? It's, and this is a big one. This is difficult for people. Yeah. Be willing to love. Be willing to love. This is hard for people to get because yeah. people have got this idea that love and business don't match. They're a perfect match. <laughs> They're a perfect match. If I don't love you, I don't want you around me. Well, and, if, and what that means is I've got to be willing to love you. But let me be clear. Yeah. Love and romance are different. Love and sex are different. Those are different things. This is agape. This is real love. Right. So what would you say to somebody who would push back on you and say, that's great, Dob, but you know what? I've, I've never been in love in my, in my life before. I'm not sure what that looks like. So how do I discern the two? 
Yeah, and I would say if you've never been in love, then please go see a good therapist. And I don't mean that as an insult. I mean yeah. that as a fact because your yeah. life is is best half lived at yeah. best. Um, and the truth of the matter is that you have been in love because it is the natural state of human beings to fall in love. Sometimes it's with an imaginary friend, but yeah. we need it in order to survive. There's, there's pathology and biology and neuro, neurosciences on that. As you know, those are my subjects of study. Yeah. So all that is there. Do you have a model for love? Oh, well, very few people do. Yeah. Very few. Less than less than 3% of the population have a healthy model for love. So where do we start? Yeah. And and this is a again, remember I said vulnerability starts with self. Curiosity starts with self. So I want you to take out a pen and paper and write down what is love. And then write love is and then just write another line. Love is and love is and love is until you get pages and pages of it. And then go back and say, okay. If I was putting this on somebody, yeah, how would they feel? Yeah. So love is generosity. Okay. How much generosity? Yeah. Do I give you everything I've got? Sure. No. Oh, so it has healthy boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do I know what they are? Not yet, but I can discover that. Yeah. So the thing is that I think that a lot of the time, again, we're talking about polarity. A lot of time people are afraid of love because they think it's going to be interpreted as sex. Sure. Because we're afraid there's that polarity. No, no. I am playful, I am I am joking, I'm I'm affectionate, I'm caring, I'm loving, I'm all those things, but I'm not sexual. Yeah. Okay. Nobody's confused. It's really clear. And the reason it's clear is because I'm clear. Right. That's the problem. We're always worried about everybody else's interpretation. Yeah. And what we need to know with clarity is where is my intention and how does my behavior align with my values and what my behavior is. But once again, you're, you, you, just to unpack what you said, because there's a lot of there's a lot of goodness in that. Is you're talking about self awareness, of course. You're also talking about values, right? People understanding yes. what what's important to them, their true north. Um, and again, that's that's really critical work in self development, uh, whether it's therapy, coaching, whatever you want to call it. And a lot of people mm -hmm. um, have not spent the time. And that's not a knock on them. It's just in general, we don't, you know, in school, we're not taught, hey. Uh, for homework this week, you know, come up with what your values are, you know, um, and and it's such a critical uh, piece of the puzzle when it comes to how we show up in the world, right? How we see ourselves, how we love ourselves, because we we all know that the amount of love or the way in which we treat ourselves is is a direct correlation of how we're going to love and, and treat others. Right. So when people Absolutely. say, oh, I don't you know, I can't get along with this person. And when you really start to dissect, what is it that's at the the crux of that breakdown? Um, it's usually something you can uh, attribute back to yourself. Right. Which goes back to what you're talking about here is you really got to be curious. Um, you have to be fully emotionally engaged with yourself first. Right. And then also there's a strong sense of. Um, you know, being vulnerable from, from that place. But this, this requires work. And I think that, you know, for anyone to think that this is something um, that's very quick or easy, um, it's not. But I would also say that it's probably one of the most rewarding journeys of, of self-discovery um, that exists. So. Well, let, let, let's, pull, let's pull the veil off on personal development and sure. on self-awareness. And pulling the veil off is, here's the news. It isn't easy. Yeah. Here's the news. It you're never gonna be there. There is no done. There is no there. And if you tend to be a goal-centered person, if you tend to look at your life as outcomes 
then you are going to be frustrated a lot. Yeah. Because what you will learn is that human development, your development of who you are and discovering more about yourself is an ongoing journey. Yeah. I've been personally on that journey for more than 40 years. Personally. Yeah. That's longer than some people are actually been on the planet who are watching this. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'm serious. Yeah. No, no. And guess cool. what? I'm not there. Yeah. There is no there. Yeah. And what I discover is that, yeah, new, old things reemerge and new things that I was not aware of show up. And when I'm willing to do that, yeah. When I'm willing to go to that place, I become a better leader. And this is what everybody, if you want to be a leader, you've got to be a better human being. And how are you going to be a better human being? You have to be deeper into your own self-knowledge. And now here's the thing. Self-knowledge is not egoic. It's not about how wonderful you are. Yeah. It's not about how, how screwed up you are. Here's the clue. And, you know, you and I, Josh, have talked about this before. I was trained as a therapist 157 years ago. Yeah. And I did all that training. Yeah. And I, I, the reason I left is because it assumes broken people. Right. I don't work with broken people. Nobody I've ever worked with is broken. Yeah. You're already perfect and whole, but you may have taken on a bunch of crap that needs chipping off to reveal the magnificence of who you are yeah. because I already believe that you're magnificent. So let's pull off the other stuff and reveal you. And that's everybody you're working with. There is magnificence in them. And as a leader, you need to show up with heart to say, I'm willing to discover the magnificence. Now, yeah. you should know that some people are committed to their crap, and yeah. not, that's not your job. Yeah. Your job is to show up and be willing to assist them. Right. Well, I, you know, you, you, again, every time you speak, Dov, there's, a, there's so much to unpack because you get excited about it, and I love it, but um, you bring up something I think is really important, is that what people want or what they say they want versus what they do are two completely different conversations. I think a lot Absolutely. of people would most people would argue, I want to lead more with heart, right? Not everybody, but some people. Um, mm -hmm. But much like coaching, I've experienced both as, a, as someone who has a coach and someone who coaches people, the idea of something is great. But when you find out what it involves, right? <laughs> some people literally revert back and say, hey, I would rather be more committed to my stuff than to the possibility of more heart, more connection, more community, more success, more happiness, whatever that may be. Um, so I totally get it. And I think, you know, what I would say to people is that at the end of the day, if leading with heart is a concept that um, you're interested in learning more of, right? And, and it, you know, this is really is about finding your purpose. This is, like you said, this is not a this is not a destination. This truly is a journey. I know it's a, it's a, it's a cliche metaphor, but it is really true because your heart is your strongest muscle. It is something that you need to consistently and constantly take care of. And if you don't, it gets atrophy, right? And um, being vulnerable and being curious are ways to exercise it. And I think um, when you talk about finding your purpose, can you just share a little bit what you mean by that? Because I know a lot of my listeners um, struggle with purpose versus passion. It's kind of the chicken and the egg, egg syndrome. Um, can you say a little bit more about what, it, what you mean about finding your purpose? Yeah, I mean, I w let's do this in the simplest possible form. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be direct um, uh, because I don't want people to waste their time. <clears throat> if you think that your purpose is your passion, mm -hmm. you're on the wrong path. Those are two vitally different things. Sure, passion is a vehicle. Purpose is what the vehicle transports. 
passion will change. If you're a, if you're a heterosexual male, yeah. I want you to think about when you were 15, 16, 17 years old. If that was your purpose, then you and I and just about every straight guy would be working at Victoria's Secret. Right. Clearly, <laughs> passion changes. Yes. Purpose does not change. Purpose is what's running inside of that. So your purpose is transported by your passion. And that's why you can jump careers and feel, you know, people go, oh, you know, I don't, I've lost my, my purpose. No, you haven't. Your passion's worn out. That's okay. Move yeah. to the next thing. Your passion is actually, and this is what I want people to grasp. And this is where we've got to go into the self-knowledge and the deep curiosity. Yeah. So just stop for a moment. And I want you to consider this. Your purpose does not exist in your passion. Hmm. Your purpose exists behind your pain. Your purpose is hiding behind your pain. And what guards your pain is your ego. So your ego is guarding your pain, and behind your pain is your purpose. You cannot get to your purpose without confronting your ego and, and being willing to confront your pain. And when you do, that's when ma ma masterful things show up. Wow. And it's, it's mind-blowing. It's so exciting. Well, I... I I know that that's true because <laughs> I've worked with you on that specific thing to find my purpose. Mm -hmm. And I can say that um, the mastery really lies in the work uh, that you do, Dov. Um, Thank you, sir. You are truly an exceptional human being, an exceptional coach. And you, the work that you do is, is on a whole other level. And I want, to, um, I want people to know how to find you, um, uh, basically where they can find you. And um, so maybe just share a little bit about that because I know I, I have on the screen, you know, you're on Facebook, you're on LinkedIn, you're on Twitter, you're on everywhere. I believe if they go to your website, Full Monty Leadership, they'll be able to connect with you on all the different various social channels that you're on. Is that correct? Yeah, you can go to fullmontyleadership.com. That connects you to all the social channels. It also connects you to my YouTube channel, which has got over 700 videos on it, and my podcast, which has got over 700 uh, episodes. And aside from that, right there on that site, you can actually write to me. I'll give you my email. It's simple. It's dov, D-O-V, at D-O-V-B-A-R-O-N.com. And, and I give you that, and people go, that's crazy. I want to give it to you because I here's the deal. Josh is putting this together. You don't know about all the things that go on in the background to put something like this together. I do because I've had my podcast for 11 years. There's a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort, a lot of focus to bring this together. At no, you know, Josh is not getting paid by me. I'm not getting paid by him. And nobody else is paying us. So he's bringing you this value for you to enjoy. So I want you to go out and share this broadcast with other people. Let other people have it. And then write to me. Write to Josh, you can do it through LinkedIn. Write to us and tell us what you got out of it and what you're going to do with it. Because this is an, I think this is an important show, Josh. I really do. I think it's vital and the people need to do more to bring other people into this. Yeah. Let's grow this, let's let's create a movement. This is awesome. I'm, I'm with you, man. And you know that I've been by your side lockstep for years. And um, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this and it resonates with you, by all means, definitely reach out to Dov if you're ready to do the work. You can always reach out to me. Share this episode with your with your network. Um, feel free to comment and tag um, anyone who you think uh, would really appreciate and learn from from this this conversation. Um, I could talk for for probably hours as we normally do, but um, I want to thank you so much for being on the show, being my first guest. Um, lots of value was created. We'll continue the conversation um, on on LinkedIn itself. But um, thank you so much for uh, being here Thank you for inviting me. and um, I will talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you, sir. You got it. <clears throat> so as um, 
as just a, a quick kind of parting thought, you know, I just want to tell everybody that, um, you know, life is never going to be easy. It's never going to be simple. But at the end of the day, you have an opportunity to um, really step up and create the life that you want. And in order to do that, um, you're going to have to step outside your comfort zone. You're going to have to be bigger than your fears or circumstances or conversations that you're having. And you can do it. And, and that's not just fluff. I really believe that you can do it. We all are fighting some sort of battles that we don't talk about, but you still show up to that job, to that relationship, whatever it may be. So you have it in you and take stock in what you achieve every single day because it's those little wins that will build your confidence and it will also ultimately build your leadership. Thank you so much for joining us and being with us for episode one, Leading from the Heart. This is Coach's Corner. I am your executive coach and host, Joshua Miller. I invite you all to live your life, not someone else's, and go and create a powerful, powerful day. Um, stay tuned, follow me on uh, LinkedIn so that you can uh, be notified when we go live. We will be going live every Tuesday at 7.30 in the morning. Um, that's 7.30 a.m. Pacific.